Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Middle of Somewhere. I'm sure you're uh, driving to work or out on uh, at the mall, maybe doing something outside with a lot of people. It's uh, it's a, it's a wonderful time. But I, I am glad you're listening. Thank you very much. I don't uh, know if you. I don't have any dates coming up until 2022. So I'll get you those uh, <laughs> coming up in the in the near future. And uh, man, if you like. Talking about mouse wars or house wars or spouse wars or anything that rhymes with that, I think you're going to love this episode. I agree, and I'm not going to add anything to this because it'll ruin it. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You have landed in the middle of somewhere. Has it ever felt more like the middle of somewhere than this? Across Holy from shit. me, across from me and exactly 153.2 miles away, it's Cy Amundsen. Hello! And not in the corner today. No it's corner. It's Haybales. Haybales isn't with us. Now, yeah. when you don't say it like that, it sounds like he died. Well, I tell you, if there's if there is an underlying risk factor for this virus, and I don't mean to make uh, light of it, but it has to be the goatee that Haybales has. There's no way germs aren't grabbing a hold of that thing left and right. Yeah, they're they're swinging on it like it's a rope swing in the summertime. Just having a great old time trying to land in the pool that is his mouth. I know, I know he's not here right now, but what do you think he's wearing? If you had to guess, what do you think he has on right now? I think he has on nothing. I think him That and was his my guess. I think him and his girlfriend are doing it. I don't even I don't even know if they're doing it, but I like and we can ask him next time we converse with him, but my guess is Hay Bales is a cook-your-dinner-naked sort of guy. I think he is, too, unless it's bacon. <laughs> then I think he has on at least an apron. <laughs> I, th- I think you get splattered by bacon grease once in your pubes, and that's <laughs> once too many. I really do believe that. I have to tell you something about Hay Bales. So he texted me a picture. So my special that was on Amazon Prime, Dad Channels, is now Channels. also streaming on YouTube for free. Plug alert. And <laughs> and he went to watch it on YouTube and an ad came up and it was like, ready to do- join Trump's army? Text this number or whatever. And he took a screenshot and he sent it to me. So when I don't count to 10, I'm pretty irrational. <laughs> so without counting to 10, I copied the screenshot and sent it to the producers of the special, the record label, my agent and my manager. And all it said was not too excited about this dot, dot, dot. Okay. So now I don't check my email again and I check it the next day. People have been scrambling to get this figured out. I really, (laughs) I really lit a fire when I wasn't trying. And so what they found out was it's these ads are targeted from your other clicks, right? No one else got this Trump ad. So our sweet little woke hay bales (laughs) somehow is being targeted Trump ads because he's in Trump's army. Every ad you see online 
is usually an algorithm that's related to your behaviors. Right. Now he's going to come back on and he's going to say like, well, I've been doing it for research. I'm doing it for the, the comedy of it. I don't think so. And we don't talk politics on this show much and we won't, but Hay Bales is woke. He's not quite Greg the big woke, but Hay, Hay Bales is quite, he's quite woke. Hay Bales is woke. There's been point the times where I've said things on the podcast that I think are the funniest in the world and he'll just roll his eyes and go, oh my God. <laughs> so he's that kind of, he's like annoyingly woke. He wasn't right? rolling. I had a, a bacon dick joke, but I'm going to let it go. You know what? I'm going to let it go. Much like you set off a war in your email inbox, my house has been full of wars since you and I last spoke. Well, I can imagine. Uh, I mean, you're, you're living with uh, three other adults, a baby, and two dogs. Yep. Me and my wife, my brother and his wife, their baby, two dogs. Whenever, here's the interesting thing about my brother Greg and I, because we're stuck in a house together. Whenever we spend most of our time basically messing with each other and trying to annoy one another. Yeah. And then every once in a while, when something like really bad happens, we become compassionate and trusting for a short period of time. Like, I Ooh. remember after, I remember that's, after that's like dangerous. nine. That's yeah, dangerous. It, it is a, it is highway to the danger zone. <laughs> I remember after 9-11, there were four days straight where we were both like, how you doing? You doing good? All right. Well, I'm here for you. Like, it was about four days. Never forget. So, so during this, there was a period as this thing really has started to ramp up where we both just fell into the trust zone. So if, I, if Greg was in another room, he'd be like, hey, could you come here and help me with this? I'm just going there. Right? And sure. I think at the exact same moment, we both realized that we were both starting to trust each other. And it set off an unbelievable game of here's my balls in our house. <laughs> that is, it is, it, it got really out of control. And then, so we have in our house, uh, like you remember I said that it's a two-story house with a basement. And then the, yep. the living room, it's a vaulted ceiling. It's, there's no floor. It's just all the way to the ceiling. But there's a railing that overlooks the living room. So it's kind of a Romeo and Juliet perch. Okay. So I'm I'm upstairs, but I'm not in the living room. And I hear Greg go, hey, Cy, could you walk into the living room? I have to ask you a question. And I was about to do it. And then I was like, wait, I know what he's doing. I was like, hey, Jenna, will you walk into the living room for a second? And Jenna walked in and just got a wheelbarrow full of Greg's balls. <laughs> and it ruined him for a little while. And I have a it question. is not. Yeah. How many balls does he have? Because a, a wheelbarrow full is, uh, that's, it's a lot. Well, I mean, what I meant was more like if you're at an upward angle and you have your balls out and they're dropped, that's probably the one place from like a, a flight away that you're seeing the most of the balls. Oh, that's true. And you're seeing part of the balls that the owner never sees. Exactly. That's dangerous. Exactly. I used to show my balls a ton. That was like my big thing. Um, mm -hmm. Two, two quick stories. One time I walked into the Acme green room, balls out, just of my zipper. See, here's how I would do it. I would unzip my zipper, and then I'd take them out of the little pee pouch of my boxers and just hang them out. Just like, just like if you had your kitchen window open and you were going to put a towel out to set the pie on, that's what I would do. It would, I would just dangle them out just a bit. And so then I would have my shirt... Which is I'm also, by the way, I'm for sure calling that pie toweling from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I would cover it what with my. What Chad get arrested for? I <laughs> pie tiled his balls at a bunch of at a, <laughs> a bunch of strangers. He he wasn't six feet away. I walked into the green room at Acme, and Eric Allen, very funny comedian, had a pen, mm-hmm. and he just no look threw it at me, and it hit me right in the nut. Oh, and it, it I had an instant stomach ache. It was so quick and so precise. I wish someone would have been filming. I wish my daughter would have been there because for sure her camera would have been on because it always is. Ooh, taking a dart right square on the nut is a yeah, tough situation. That's rough. So a, a couple episodes back, or what? I, maybe like you know, ten. I talked about Chris Fairbanks and I being in Montreal just for Laughs Comedy Festival, and we mm-hmm. went to a party. And I'm not trying to name drop, but letting you know, thrown by Colin Quinn. He had like a very high floored room and mm-hmm. we went up there and all the booze was provided and there were glass railings on the outside, like when you went on the patio mm-hmm. and we went out there and we were just like, we both had our nuts out. It was really <laughs> hilarious. I thought because we were trying to, trying to get them so close to the glass that they would just barely mush. <laughs> and then we went back into the party with our balls out and our shirts over our covering our balls. And then these, uh, these two people from NBC were like, <laughs> Oh, we've been looking for you guys. Uh, we thought you had great sets. We just want to let you know, like we'd love to get together and meet with you after this whole thing is done. And the dust settles back in LA. And then I crossed my arms and lifted them up a little bit. So my shirt <laughs> came up and the guy goes, so if you guys just want to give me your contact and he looked down and was just like, what? What? And he totally <laughs> spazzed. But we still got our meetings. <laughs> and, then, and then when I wa- <laughs> when I walked into the meeting, he definitely gave me a couple glances down towards the nuts to make sure I didn't have my nuts out. It was awesome. It was like the joke that kept on giving. <laughs> I have to tell you about what's been going on here during the quarantine. Mm -hmm. So I've been talking to myself a lot. Good. And and that's dangerous because I had a week to myself. Olivia was at her mom's. Is it because you can't can't go out in public so you can't unload all that rage onto somebody else? (laughs) I just imagine you out on your lawn raking your leaves and all of a sudden you go, that's not how you rake leaves. Give me that fucking rake. And then somebody walks by and they just see you switching the rake from hand to hand arguing with yourself. Yeah, kind of, but I'm trying to make it <laughs> trying to make it funnier in the house. Okay. But it's like if someone was recording me, I definitely have to go to an institution maybe. Yeah. Because I'll be walking around like we got to go to the store and get supplies. We ain't got enough little Debbie zebra rolls to get us to the West Coast. Like I'm on Oregon Trail or something. <laughs> but I got to tell you, so I went to get food and I had I got a bag of Twizzlers. I have not had Twizzlers in forever. Okay. And, and they were so soft. Cyrus, I need to tell you something. This is embarrassing. <clears throat> I ate the first Twizzler out of the bag that was so soft. And then I just grabbed an entire handful <laughs> and held it. No one was here. Have you ever seen when a monkey steals fruit from a tourist? And they go just out of reach, but they still hold it above their head. 
That's what I was doing. And I was eating the Twizzlers, not one at a time, as like a whole bushel of Twizzlers in my hand. I'd like eat the top off and then I'd look around to make sure no one was going to steal them and I'd chew them quick. I mean, I may as well have been perched in my goddamn windowsill. It was the craziest thing I'd ever done. I looked, I had to look like the craziest person in the world. We're running low on Twizzlers, Chad. We got to get down to the Twizzler section. Just crazy. I have had an opportunity to spaz on people. I'm going to just step in right here and tell you about it. My patience for people. I was on a walk with someone who they listen to this. So I'm not going to tell you who it is. But he has not lived. figured out. He has not lived in Fergus Falls his whole life. Right? Okay. Gotcha. And we were walking around for some exercise. Okay. He goes, hey, is this how you get to Broken Down Dam? And I go, no, you have to go around here this way. And he goes, oh, but you could get here. You could get to Broken Down Dam from here, right? Then I lost it. I was like, yeah, you want to get to China? Start walking in any direction. You will eventually get to China. (laughs) But dude, if you want to know how to get there the quickest, you have to go this way. You haven't lived here. I was born here. I was born a mile from where I live right now. Not to brag, pretty worldly. But I know how to get to Broken Down Dam, for Christ's sake. I like totally freaked out. You know how I do believe that thing you said about talking to yourself? Because you're on three consecutive stories that have nothing to do with one another. And <laughs> and also, there's a dam in your town called Broken Down Dam. Yeah. Do they? I mean, that's a rough name for a dam in a small town, man. That's well, it's a dam that's broken, broken down. down Chad? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. It's like your stupid country songs. It's like there's nothing really to decode. I'm having a problem with two things. And I assume basically you freaking out on that guy was just a bunch of, it was pent up, right? But also it's like, just because there's a pandemic, you don't get to be stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let me tell you one more thing. I'm going to start punching people in the face when this is done because I'm, I'm over it. I'm over like the tickety tack, no consequences for stupidity thing. Oh, that, no shit. It's just too much. It's like, you know what? When this is done and somebody goes, I'm a stick, call me a stick. And I go, oh, okay, branch. And they're like, not branch, stick. I identify as a stick. And I'm going to be like, there was just a goddamn pandemic. This is too much for me. Like, we need to choose what we're going to complain about now. And this doesn't get to be one. Dude, I've been fucking, like, just angrily barking the word six feet at people. I don't know, like, I I understand if we're going to... Either you fucking do it or you don't. If we're going to do a stay at home and we're going to do a social distancing thing, then fucking do it. Don't like the amount of people who've like brought their grocery cart next to me and like parked it next to me. Or we go out on a walk and somebody walks or rollerblades by us. And I know you're that's like, Sai, you're being crazy. But if it's six feet, fucking six feet, man. You can wait for the pickle. So I've literally be like, we'll be out on a walk and some family will walk by us. And I I think if I'm walking and you're like, I've moved a lot. Like I look crazy. Like I walk up onto people's lawns to keep my six feet berth. And then I'll just shout at them, six feet, yeah, six feet. Like I'm just (laughs) fucking get away from me. And there's no way that once this is over, we can keep living in this neighborhood because they, these people know. They already knew. For first-time listeners, 
we, because there's four of us and we're adults, we got a nice house in a nice neighborhood and it was affordable for us rent wise. And we don't belong here. And (laughs) that day when it was like 54 or 56, whatever, 58 degrees outside. Sure. I went and I took a lawn chair and I parked it on our driveway and I just started ripping 90s country and sat in the sun with my shirt off. And boy, oh boy, we're I like if there's not a neighborhood Zoom meeting going on right now where they're like, does anybody have it? Who can go cough in his mouth? Like there's no way. And now I'm just barking six feet at anybody and their kids who doesn't understand that they need to move. I don't think that we'll be welcome in this neighborhood post pandemic. That's my guess. I don't think you were welcome in that neighborhood pre pandemic. Now that's true. I'd like to say that I think you're right. There are a lot of heroes out there. Listen, you're not raging against the machine here. Maybe I've said this before, but you're, this isn't like you versus the government in a way where you're going to go to jail. This mm-hmm. is you prolonging everyone else that's listening. You're prolonging their quarantine. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's when they want, that's what, I, well, that's the six feet that I might as well be saying, I don't want to be in the house. Yes, you're right. Move. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that's Dude. exactly what it is. I, I, I was six feet. I've had a neighbor that I didn't really understand what was happening. So they moved in, but then they weren't really moved in. And then now they are fully moved in, but I didn't know what was going on. So I went over to introduce myself and I'd seen them a couple times and I'd waved and they don't wave back. Now, when people don't wave back to my daughter, that Ooh. freaks her out. She doesn't like seen, it. Have you seen the movie, The Burbs? A long time ago. I don't remember. Tom Hanks, Neighbors a Murderer. Whatever. Keep going. Okay. So when my, when people don't wave to my daughter, they uh, she's like, oh my God, they didn't wave back. When people don't wave to me, I just go, oh, they didn't see me wave. Right? Okay. I'm just very... I, I, I doesn't bother me. Low self-esteem. Got it. Keep going. So I waved. They haven't waved back yet. And I went over there to introduce myself. And okay. I said... Hey, neighbor. Now, they live maybe like four or five houses down. You said, hey, neighbor? Yeah, I just go. What the fuck are you, Tim the Tool Man Taylor? Well, I look just like him. So I've said, said, I go, hey, neighbor. And the the guy just slowly turns. And I just seen them talking to other people. So that's that's why I went over there. Mm -hmm. So I went over and he goes, "Uh, hello? And I was like, all right. um, You know, just letting you know I live down here. And uh, just wanted to say hello, introduce myself. And he goes, we know all about you. That's what he said. Interesting. let me break that down for people that don't live in a small town. A small town, we know all about you, is it it translates to, we've heard one thing about you and made up our mind. (laughs) That's what that means. So I go (laughs) over, I wave whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... Done. I like take off, give him another wave, like, oh, so great meeting you. This was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Which in a small town means blow it up, your rickety ass, you piece of shit. Right. Then I'm outside. Guess what I'm doing? Raking, not talking okay. to myself, but raking. They walk by. I just give him a wave. That was it. <clears throat> and the guy goes, bet you wish your dad was here to help you. And I go, what? That's what I said. I go, what? And he goes, big fans of the podcast. (laughs) And I just went, 
what's happening? So I thought the whole time. So <laughs> then I end up talking to them. And here was the deal. It was like, they, they, uh, it was so confusing to me because the reason that they didn't really talk to me is they're like, well, we didn't want to meet you and then find out you weren't what you were on the podcast. We just love the podcast. And I was like, what is happening in my neighborhood? I hate it so much. I love it. I, I hate love, it. I hope I this quarantine it. lasts forever. I love every piece of it. A, we need every listener we can get because <laughs> I don't know if people know what's happening in, in the comedy work world, but uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, turns out. I've canceled shows in April and May. They're all... And you will be canceling them into August. Moving on. <laughs> I... The, the tough thing for me isn't, I mean, as much as my neighbors don't like me, I kind of enjoy that. Sure. Uh, to me, it's the thing that I'm having the hardest time with is the increasing amount of evidence of the difference between Jenna and I, like how much more of it, like she, she's like, literally she's working 10 hour days. She's coming up with solutions to shit in our house and problems that are quarantine related. And you know what I'm doing, Chad? I am currently in what I'm referring to as the Great Mouse War. Oh, interesting. Yep. I am in a mouse war. Well, let me... Two things. One, it means I am walking around the house singing a song I've written entitled Mouse War. Kind of as like a battle chant. But let me... Let me, let me back... Can I guess what it is? Go ahead. Do you go, one, two, three, four, I declare a mouse war. No, it's a... Uh, it's a uh, mouse war. Blood will be shared. Mouse war. Stuff oh, so like you, that. Like oh, so, one yeah, of okay. us will wind up dead. Mouse war. <laughs> Grab your tiny and regular size guns, child. It's a mouse war. No one likes the song. I definitely can see why. When you wake your brother's baby up with uh, a mouse war theme song as your traveling back and forth between the battleground that is your garage mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty hateable behavior but here's what happened so jenna jenna does a lot of conference calls during the day yep and i for whatever reason i just assume everyone who's on a conference call has their phone on mute all the time unless they have to speak because why would you i guess i'm the only person who can't control myself because i'll just walk into the living room and i'll say something really offensive about somebody i just saw on tv and then she'll be like, yeah, I'm on a call here, Cy. And then she'll have to mute it. And uh, so whenever she has a conference call, I've been going out into the garage. And so I was going through some stuff, you know, like Tim, the tool man, Taylor. And so I was going through some stuff. I was moving some boxes. Okay. And Wait I, a minute. So, what? It's their, very, their boxes with clothes in them. Feeling good? Almost the opposite. So I moved some boxes with okay. clothes in them. But a mouse, I notice in one of the corners, a mouse has chewed a hole into the box. That's, <laughs> that's not uncommon for mice. But the moment I saw it, all the rage and all the frustration of the pandemic and the loss of work and the being stuck in our house and blah, 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 just all built in me. And I was like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Sure. So I set all these traps up. The next day, I kill a mouse. And I'm like... Fuck yes, I did it. <laughs> Eat my ass, mouse. I'm. This is my house. I live here. 
Now, it's interesting to me that you would challenge a mouse to eat a part of your body that is a perfect size and where it would live. <laughs> so, so I go to physical therapy, okay. right? And I have a very strict procedure when I come home. I take all my clothes off in the garage. Uh, I put them in a laundry basket we have out there. And then I go, I take a shower. Because, you know, you're putting people at risk. Absolutely. Right? And so I go, I take a shower, then I come back down, I do my laundry. I'd worn my coat to PT, so I'd also, this day, I'd also had to take my coat off in the garage. And when I did the laundry, I didn't remember the coat, right? And so the next day, I go out into the coat, and there was a fucking hole chewed in one of my coat pockets. And I like, like, and that feels personal. Yeah, well, that it is. feels like that feels like I killed one of them. So, a there's more than one mouse, and that's when I freaked out and started like roaming the halls of our house, chanting the mouse war song. And I got like, <laughs> dude, our our. Dude, Can I our, just say one thing? <laughs> there is no way you make it out of this quarantine, either no, no, physically no or mentally. You are going to be in a cell for a long time. Dude, I like I had multiple different traps, two different styles of traps, a pile of decon. I was I was like, you know what? What if, what if I just set up a little mouse torture machine? Like, is there a way where I can get, you know, those where their their feet get stuck on the pads? Can I position Ooh, four of those? Gross. Can I get it position four of them so one gets on each pad and then I just let a bunch of horses pull them apart? I don't know where I'm going to get the horses, especially because mice scare horses. But the point is, <laughs> I'm losing it, right? Uh-huh. So I set up, I set up this mouse battlefield in my garage, mouse war, and I trap another one. I kill one, kill another one, and I found where I believe like the opening in like the corner of the wall where I believe they must be coming in and out of and where their nest is. Sure. And now in retrospect, because I'm a few days removed from the mouse war. Okay. And in, go ahead. I would like to ask you, did you open up the mouse's uh, stomach to see its contents to see if it was the one that ate your coat pocket? (laughs) I'm not at that point. Dude, if you're going to do it, let's do it. Let's have some proof. Let's do it. Well, what I, I'm in. I'm coming to live in your garage. <laughs> what I did was so much worse. Like you ever, and I know this is something that you do constantly, but do you ever like overreact because you're frustrated and then 3D, do not 3D, put this on me, you I'm son of a bitch. I'm just saying this is something you I you are gonna understand this. What I'm saying is, do you ever overreact? And a few days later, you look back at your behavior and go, "Well, that was a tad much." Yes. Okay, so I wasn't putting it on you. I was just trying to to make us a team. And so <laughs> I kill mouse number two, right? Yep. And so what I did do was instead of disposing of him, I did slide the trap with the mouse body in it right in front of the hole where I thought the mouse were coming in and out of like a, like a mafia message. Okay, I'm going to stop you here and I'm going to tell you that I... And I know that's fucked up. I st- I disagree. I still have a mosquito that I squished onto the inside of my windshield last summer. It's still there. And you know what I said when I killed it? I said, tell your friends, you son of a bitch. And that's what I say all the time. I go, tell your friends. Anytime I kill a mosquito, I leave it right outside and I go, tell your friends. So this whole dragging the mouse body in front of the hole saying like, your move, tell your friends. 
I'm all for it. Mouse war, your friends' Mouse bodies. <laughs> so now here's where it ratchets up, unfortunately. And it brings us to the conclusion of the most recent mouse war. I got in my car to go to PT again. And uh, Jenna and I have been in a five-year fight over who has the dirtiest car. And for a majority of our relationship, it was her. Because I kept a very, very clean car when we lived in Los Angeles. And then with all this stupid health bullshit in my body... I'm more apt to, like, I'll have shit in the back of my car. Like, there's a cooler back there that oh, I, tran- like, if I have to drive in it. No way. Like Don't try jackets. to. Yeah. It looks like you'd walk by your car and you think, oh, someone lives in their car. Now, now I have Yes. Been, uh, okay. Do, I've seen I, it. I know you have, but I also think you saw it at a really bad moment. But the point is, it, it's relatively clean right now because I'm not going anywhere. The reason my car gets dirty is I'm going a lot of places and I take a lot of stuff and then I get home and I don't take the shit out of the car. Okay. So it's it's pretty clean right now, right? Yep. And there's a couple things in the back seat and in the front seat, there is a folded up bag of chips with a clip on it. It's closed. And then there's some paperwork, okay? And I got in my car and on the paperwork were, fuck, were mouse turds. Oh, yes. And... Here's the thing. I didn't want to tell Jenna that, but she then was out in the garage and came and she's like, I think there's a mouse in your car. And I was like, because she heard some scratching around in there. I was like, that's not true. And now she's using that against me as being a piece of shit with a dirty car. Sure. So uh, I did. I put a trap in there. I killed the mouse. Right. Have not told her yet. I was like, trap was in there. No mouse. So I got the mouse out of my car. But now, not only am I trying to get rid of the mouse in our garage, I'm actually trying to convince one to go into Jenna's car so I can tell her that it was, yeah. <laughs> I could tell her that it was, she heard it from her car. You're white trash. You have a mouse car. You got to figure out how to catch one of these things alive. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, you're not going to, what do you, okay, so your theory is you're going to talk a mouse into going into her car? I think you're going to sit, you're gonna sit down every, with it? I think if every day I crack her back door open and put a piece of cheese on the seat in the back, yeah, it's warm in there. Mouse might be like, hey, guys, I found, I found a cheese country just across the garage. Why don't we live there? I think you need to catch one live, and you need to hope it's the leader, and you need to talk to it with some common sense. <laughs> I, can't, I think they're all gone, because I've been setting traps since that. I, it was a, a three-mouse-mouse war, and I think I killed them all. It's adorable that you think there was just three mice because what's happened is once three mice go missing, the rest of the mice are like, hey, you know those things that weren't here before? Let's stop stepping on those. (laughs) I'm serious. I think you're still in big, big trouble. Now, I'll tell you this. Three nights ago, I heard a scratching in my wall. So I turned my attic into a bedroom. Okay. And I heard scratching in there. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh. Did a mouse get into my wall somehow? And it was, then I put my ear to it. No, no. It's got to be the biggest bat in the whole wide world. Bummer. So I can't wait to tell you stories of bat wars next week. Bat war. (laughs) Chad died in the bat war. The bat ate his neck. It's a bat war. 
Bat war, it started over Twizzlers. It's a bat war. <laughs> it probably just like me whipping a Twizzler around. And it just, it's, it's sonar thinks it's insects. So it comes right for it. Just zips it up. Speaking of houses, I've been watching, fuck, have you ever watched any of those tiny house shows? I have, yeah, like the ones where they're, they're leaving their mansion behind for a simpler life. What idiots. And I know I'm being like, this is a pretty critical episode for me, so I'm going to get a lot of messages. But these people in tiny houses. I watched, the, the show that I've been watching was the one where they build their own tiny houses. Yeah. Right? I watched a guy, who, a family of five, move into a 20-foot in diameter yurt. The sure. F- what, what are you, like, and he was like, and the kids have their own room upstairs. And you go, like, it's this little ladder up to, like, literally a plank with three couch cushions that are different colors. And these gleepy kids who have no chance of turning out regular because you, exactly. put, them in a, you put them in a tent for their formative years. I can't. Yeah. Once, once any of them go through puberty, they're not going to fit up there anymore because it's either going to be tits or nuts, really causing be, some problems. And just be honest, like because they, everybody on Tiny House seems like the sort of people who would make fun of trailer trash. I think that's what drives me nuts. I see all of them with their fucking, their like hemp sandals and their eco-friendly garden. And I promise you, they look down on people in trailer parks and they are the exact same people. And I'm and you can be either. I'm not anti-trailer people, but let's just admit you didn't you you wanted a really tiny cheap living space and that doesn't make you smart and it doesn't make you eco-friendly and it doesn't make you your footprint smaller. You just you live in a trailer just like they do, man. Yeah, it makes you the genie in Aladdin is all it yeah. makes you. House wars. Oh, man. Can I tell you one more Jenna thing? Yes, of course. One other thing has happened that I don't get emasculated much or I don't feel emasculated much. I don't buy into much of that. Like, I'm, I can fix a car. I have a dick. Like, sure. I don't. That's not my world at all. But I came into our living room the other day and Jenna was in front of a light socket on the floor that hasn't been working. And she was on the phone with her dad asking him about it and <laughs> come on man you can i can like i can google how to fix a, a wobbly light socket just as well as your dad is you can't like the uh, the amount of lack of respect i think i and i again i don't buy into this manly shit but if my daughter called and yeah. she was like hey w- uh, dad this this light socket is rickety and he just heard me in the background like mouse war like <laughs> but is there why don't you just post on facebook that i have a smooth crotch like what's happening <laughs> kendall i married a kendall he loves mouse wars maybe it's just a great excuse for her to talk to her dad and then also have them plan your guys's divorce <laughs> i think that's i think that's likely the scenario <laughs> I got to go. But before I do, I know everyone's doing this. I'm going to do it anyways. Thank you to uh, everyone that's still making the, the country run. I mean, stay home. But like, I know we have a lot of truck drivers that listen to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing groceries and other supplies. I know we have people in the medical profession. Thank you so much. I know we have teachers that listen to us. Quit your bitching. 
You used to have to teach all day and now you make one video for class. Enough yeah, no is enough. Shit. Enjoy no your early shit. vacation, you sons of bitches. I gotta go. Before you go, uh, I would like to also echo that sentiment. And then I want to let you know, you know, my brother Greg is a musician, right? I mean, I know he's a part-time musician. I know he has a guitar. We may have collaborated and prepared a piece to end this episode on that I didn't want to tell you about until the episode was over. <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you listen to this, and then we're gonna let the show end. Gather round to hear my tale. Glory won on the fields of hell. Days were lost, heroes fell. What were we fighting for? Mouse war. To your arms and raise them high. This ain't no time for you to cry. How we got here, I don't know why. Too many crumbs on the floor Mouse war Load your teeny mouse guns Make them hear our battle cry Cross the fields of decon Where our brothers died Take no prisoners And boys pooping all of their drawers And the day is yours Yeah, the day is yours Mouse war. Mouse war. Mouse war. Mouse war. <laughs> well, if that's not proof that everyone in America has too much time on that, let me tell you something. If you don't come out of this quarantine a better person somehow, I hope you die immediately after from something else. Like a mouse war. I gotta go! <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.